Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. Brian Semling is an experienced entrepreneur with over 25 years in business. He is the founder and CEO of Blitz Innovation. He has built several brands such as Brian's Toys, a collectible toy business, to several Amazon FBA brands like Strictly Bricks and Clever Creations. His latest adventure is Rovox, a modern athleisure footwear brand which can be found at rovoxfootwear.com. On the podcast, Brian will talk with other entrepreneurs and social media influencers about their entrepreneurial journey, from what it takes to start and run a business to how they may continue to grow their brands and where they see themselves and their businesses in the future. And now, here's your host, Brian Semley. Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. I'm Brian Semling. Today, our guest is Jessica Yarmy, the CEO of Kickhouse. Welcome, Jessica. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, glad to have you here. So, uh, so Jessica, why don't we get started and go and just tell me about yourself and your business and the journey that you've been on to get to uh, where you're at today. Yeah. So I'm CEO of Kick House, which is a modern kickboxing franchise. My journey in franchising started back in 2008 in the restaurant space, working on the Burger King business, old Chicago business um, in the restaurant world. And my career crossroads really happened when I had an opportunity to either go work for Crystal Burger, which is a small like White Castle kind of burger concept out of the Southeast, or to go work in franchising for Gold's Gym. And so that was really an opportunity that allowed me to overlap my passion for fitness with my passion for marketing, with my passion for franchising. And that overlap really kind of unlocked uh, my career and overlapped a lot of um, opportunity for, for me to advance in fitness and to get to where I am today with a, with a franchised fitness concept with 35 locations across the country. So tell us a little bit more about Kickhouse. What uh, what is? I mean, I think that people have a general awareness of kick, kickboxing, not necessarily a specific awareness. So tell us a little bit about what's the experience like. So kickboxing and boxing, it's one of the the oldest fitness modalities out there, and it's really stood the test of time because it's a workout that really like generates results, but it's also fun. So when you come into kick house, you're going to have your own personal station, which is just a heavy bag. And your coach is going to take you through a series of punches and kicks that um, just torch through calories. And you, you kind of look up at the end of the class, like, wait, that just went by 60 minutes, you know, and um, it's really meant to be that combination of you know, you're kind of thinking through the the different sequences and you are really like punching the crap out of the bag and time yeah. flies. You know, it's one of those workouts that has that perfect combination of, um, of being fun, going by really fast and generating really good results for people. How many calories might someone expect to burn? I mean, obviously people love to burn calories. So what might be a typical hour for somebody? Yeah, it really varies person by person. Um, I'm a Apple watch user. So I go into class and I track my calories, you know, it depends on the class, depends on the person, but you might burn 500, 600 calories in, in a single class. And, you know, to do that and still, um, 
smile at the end of the class and, and high five your neighbor and just generally have a great time. Um, that's a workout that, that I want to do. And then that's a workout that I want to bring other people into, um, and expose other people to. So, you know, regardless of your age or fitness level, like we want you to come in and try it. Well, it sounds fun. And it's almost as many calories as running, which, um, which as you know, I like to, to do in my free time. So I know you got started just under two years ago. Um, and I know that that in, in general has been a very challenging time, particularly for businesses that have had to be, yeah, in essence, our brick and mortar or you know, face-to-face businesses. So talk us through that a little bit and how, that, how you were able to do it and just how that's, um, uh, you know, the mindset that you've uh, adopted through that process. Yeah, we started in July of 2020. So right in the middle of the first year of the pandemic. And, you know, I think it's really brought a a resilience to our company, to our culture, to our operations, to how we approach problems, um, to how we approach failures. Um, We really kind of have just this, this culture and this attitude of, yeah, times are tough, but what are we going to do to thrive through it? Um, what are we going to do to max out the opportunity that's that's sitting in front of us? What are we going to do to to play the cards that we've been dealt in the best possible way? And I think that kind of culture and that kind of DNA has really positioned us well to thrive into 2022 and just really um, like kind of maintain that resilience and that fighter spirit, even as restrictions are lifted and fear subsides, just staying with that same mentality of like, we have to max out every opportunity. So we're definitely heading into this year, uh, really bullish and looking to, to really expand our footprint and really impact a whole lot more lives. It would have probably been easier to just like fold up and quit before you started basically like, well, I guess this wasn't really meant to be at least not for right now. Um, And instead you chose the path of being, you know, courageous, maybe borderline crazy to try to start something like this during the, you know, during COVID and it's worked. Right. So I think that, you know, as we were talking a little bit earlier that um, it's, uh, you know, it's not for everybody, but maybe this is the, you know, the things aren't necessarily going to go back to the way that they were and people that have succeeded and thrived during this time and started successful businesses um, are, are probably very well positioned to succeed in a much bigger way as things do, as things are returning more to, to normal. So I think that's, that's exciting and uh, fantastic. And just kind of, like you said, culturally has helped kind of forge your, your spirit, your culture, your character. Some of that obviously already resided within you before this started, but as a company, it kind of like makes it more clear. This is kind of who we are. Like, yeah, we're, we're fighters, not just because we're kickboxers, but because like, and not just because we're startups, because all startups kind of have to be scrappy and, and to go out and be aggressive. But even on top of that, because we're, (laughs) we're entering a space, a time, a, a business where like we can barely even, open our doors. Basically the whole world is kind of, you know, against us, but yet we're going to yeah. go, like, we're not going to let that be the reason why, you know, we're, we're going to go succeed anyways, basically. So, so yeah. that's awesome. One of the most common questions. And I think this is like, really what you were getting at is like, you're insane. You know, like, why would you 
you know, get into a brick and mortar fitness space when everybody is getting out. And, you know, for me, the bigger risk as the fitness world has been, you know, completely shook up in the last two years, the bigger risk is just to sit and wait for things to return to normal. Like imagine the opportunities people will miss because they're sitting on the sidelines and waiting for business to be what it was or wait for traffic to return to what it was or wait for, you know, class utilization to return to what it was. It's um, I think the, the bigger risk is waiting for, for that return to normal, whereas we're really approaching it as this is our new normal and how are we going to structure our business so that it can thrive through these times and how will we approach any next problem that comes up, you know, next failure, next challenge that comes up. Um, And it won't be, let's just sit and wait. It's going to be, you know, our approach will be like, let's fight, let's get in there. Let's, let's brainstorm. Let's be scrappy. Um, Let's think outside the box. Let's trailblaze. Let's try something new, knowing that it might fail, Um, but be okay with that and realize that in this kind of time, the companies that win are taking that really action centric kind of approach. So I agree. Um, I share a lot of uh, the sentiment that you just shared, the trailblazing, all that stuff, even well before, you know, COVID ever hit. And I think uh, another way to kind of put what uh, something that I've, um, you know, communicated over the years is you don't just have risk by taking action, you, what you do, but you also have risk by not taking action. And that's something that you pointed out. And that's not necessarily um, specific to the, to the pandemic, but it, it does, it is relevant here. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's not just to the businesses either, by the way, right? In, individuals could go out and, you know, kind of take action and, and keep exercising as you're kickboxing and I'm running. Like the bigger risk was to not keep, I mean, in most cases, at least, was to not keep exercising. <laughs> um, that's not try. Um, yeah. You know, starting businesses and all that stuff is a different story. So shifting gears here for a minute, what are some of the, you know, as, as entrepreneurs and, and startups, we have to embrace failure to an extent and get back up and try it all over again. What are some of the mistakes you've made over the last two years that, um, you know, what are some things you tried that didn't work out or decisions that you made that were, uh, that turned out not to be the right ones? I really don't. I don't like to sit in my failure. So you're making me like uncomfortable, Brian, with this question. But I think it's important to to share with your audience because yep. if anybody out there is just thinking it's all sunshine and roses, it's not. Being an entrepreneur and starting something from from the ground up, it's peppered with decisions that you have to make with the best information you have at the time. And sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong. And, you know, one of the, the decisions that I made early on um, that was a fail that like, again, I'm like, I don't even like to like go back and like think about it, but I really expected to have 55 locations open right now. And so a lot of my like early modeling, early purchasing was based on having 55 studios open. And I just had this optimism about what we were doing and what we were building. And like, why wouldn't we grow that fast? And 
now I'm sitting on like inventory based on, you know, projections that are higher. Um, you know, there's just a trickle down impact of modeling over aggressively. We're kind of seeing that with Peloton right now where their, their projections were based on higher, higher numbers than they're actually seeing. And, um, and it actually brings me peace to have them like living through the same failures that I've made, because it just makes me feel like I'm, I'm not alone. Um, other people make, make poor decisions also, but then it's, it's how, how do you recover from that? You know, and how do you learn from that and not just like set yourself up to repeat the same, um, the same mistakes again, you know, you have to have a level of, of course, correction, and you have to share that with your people. And as much as I like, hate talking about it, like I, I address every failure with my team, with my owners and just say it out loud, confront it. So everybody's on the same page that this was not filed under a success and let's like do something different. Let's, you know, move forward and, and learn. And that's the, the greatest thing you can do as an entrepreneur is just be out there trying things, knowing that, um, some will fail, but some of the seeds you plant are going to thrive. They're going to grow and they're going to be the greatest thing. So you can't let your fear of making the wrong decision, um, lead you to either make no decision or, you know, to exit the game entirely. You know, you have to be in there. You have to be fighting. You have to take action. What are some of the misconceptions that people might have about being an entrepreneur? Um, what might be different from what they'd expect it to be? Rovox, where fashion meets fitness. I think in today's world, um, entrepreneurship is a little bit like glamorized. It's made to be a little bit more glamorous than it actually is. I think because it's easier than ever to be an entrepreneur, to start a business, to have a YouTube channel, um, to be an influencer, to have money coming through brand deals. I think there's more awareness around how to be an entrepreneur than there's ever been before. Yeah. But then the social media skin that's put on that is, look at me, day in the life, I'm having my latte. And let me tell you, like I have lattes, but I have a lot of other issues too, you know, and, and I think that's really the misconception where a lot of the like social media side of entrepreneurship has kind of shined this like sunshine and and halo over being in control of your own schedule, which you are being in control of your own, you know, book of business, which you are being in control of your own career, your destiny, like all those things. Yes, you are absolutely. But then you're also responsible for making decisions around your business. You'll also fail as you grow. You're also going to, you're going to hire people. You're going to fire people. Like there's hard stuff that goes along with it. And it's not as easy as um, every like social media entrepreneur makes it seem. Um, it's, when you lose and, money, it tends to be your own money too, doesn't it? So it's, it's um, you feel the pain a little bit uh, more directly. So you can make a lot of money, but you also can, you can lose money and potentially even a lot of money. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's real. And it's a, 
it's stressful. It's a, it's a 24 seven grind versus the nine to five grind. Yeah. Um, you talked about social media a little bit. You've got a large uh, Instagram following, I think over a hundred thousand uh, followers. How did you grow? Uh, tell us about what you did to grow that, uh, grow that audience. It is a content game. If you're a startup with minimal ad spend, you have to just constantly be posting um, so, you know, it's definitely like, we try to play that inbound marketing game, pull people to us with content that connects and it does take time. You know, if, if you're going to grow via inbound, meaning like if you're going to grow via like organic posted content, it does take, it takes time. You know, you can pay and work around that process, um, you know, to try to grow faster, but at the end of the day, I think the more sustainable way to grow is, is via great organic content, great community um, that engages with that organic content. And um, we have an amazing community of, of members in our studios who are really passionate about our brand. And they give us a lot of great content to post around our brand. So, you know, some of it is UGC user generated content. Some of it's content that's created on our end, um, but it's a it's a constant content game. Um, you know, when you're in startup mode and when you're trying to max out like every every possible dollar. Given um, the busyness of starting uh, and running a, a business that's growing rapidly, how do you find uh, how do you work a healthy uh, you know fitness and lifestyle into your business? Tell us about how you keep yourself. Uh, healthy? For me, it has to happen before my day starts because I will get swept up in my day and won't be able to disconnect from my day to go work out. So I usually work out in the morning. And if I have something I need to write for the day or content I need to create for the day, I'll sometimes write it on the elliptical, you know, and multitask. Um, and just try to like max out that time. But then as soon as my day starts, it's again, 24 seven nonstop. It's, you know, eating meals at my desk and all those unhealthy things that, um, that like we all do as entrepreneurs, but I try to pepper in as many like walk and talk kind of phone calls as possible to, you know, just be away from the screen and to like be outside in sunshine, I think always kind of helps your, your mood and always helps just getting outside, getting some, some vitamin D. So I am not the picture of, uh, of, you know, perfect fitness and wellness by any means, but I think it's important to, to walk the talk and to do the things. And I think that's one of the reasons like I'm relatable as a founder is like, I admit consistently on my social media that like, I'm not there, haven't worked out, you know, feeling fluffy pandemic, you know, 15, COVID-19, whatever, whatever kind of pounds you want to attach to, to the, you know, to the weight that people have put on, like, I've been through all of that, like put on the pounds during the pandemic, just like most Americans did. And, you know, I think, like, I really hope to inspire people to like, realize, like, you're not alone, like, by any means, you're definitely not alone, you know, and so like, we can help come in, work with a coach, 
because I need to work with a coach. If, it, if it's just me working out on my own, you know, I only can do so much. I only push myself so far. So um, I think it's like important to have that coach in your life for like extra accountability, uh, extra motivation. Very good. Um, glad to hear that you're doing your best to keep, uh, keep on top of things. Um, as we look ahead to the next, you know, let's say looking to the future five or 10 years, where do you see yourself going? Where do you see um, Kickhouse going? Where, what will things look like in five or 10 years? Well, it's an exciting time. And that's an exciting question, really, because um, I think the sky is the limit. And we're in the process of launching a sister brand. We're launching a yoga concept that's going to live like side by side with our kickboxing concept. And, you know, I think there's so much um, untapped potential in the fitness space, especially now where a lot of people have, have gotten out of the fitness space. But um, I think there's room for brands that really want to help people live healthier, happier lives and do so in a way that's sustainable um, and do so in a way that actually like generates results for people and just helps them, you know, live better and feel better. You know, it's not even about weight loss as much as it's just, um, you know, make good positive changes in your life. So, you know, five years from now, we have 600 kick house locations. We probably have, you know, two other concepts that are in the mix. And, um, you know, I really think sky is the limit and, and I would encourage, I know you have a lot of entrepreneurs who, who listen to your show. I think it's important to have those big five-year goals, but as an entrepreneur, you're, you're in a faster environment than, than five years. So what do you want to accomplish in, in two years, you know, and set those goals also, because, there's opportunity out there and the faster you can move, the faster you can, you can take advantage of, of those opportunities. So um, find your people, like find your team and go for it. It's out there. We've had a, a great conversation today. Um, any questions that you wish that I would have asked that I haven't? Oh, that's a really good question. I think I want to share maybe like in the lane of, failures are in the lane of like resilience, um, as your audience, like is made up of entrepreneurs, um, find like peace in your process, whatever your process is. Um, there's, there's so many different entrepreneurs and different people to follow. And everyone kind of has a different slice at, at what they do and how they recommend you do it. Um, but being an entrepreneur is, it is a 24 seven kind of thing. So you have to get to a process that, that makes sense for you and that you find joy in. And the fewer things that you can do that really irk you or, um, you know, take you out of your flow state, you know, try to move those to, to other people and, and keep your plate filled with the most important things and things that, bring you joy. So at the end of the days that are long and difficult days where you're planting a ton of seeds and nothing's growing and you're like, I'm, I'm watering, I'm planting, I'm using great soil. What am I missing? Where you hit those frustration points, you can at least like end your days with a feeling of 
purpose and with a feeling of um, like pride and self-awareness because you've put yourself in your strength and you've, you've done your best to like bring your best to your company. Um, so I think that's, that's important and everyone will try to sell you on their way of doing things, find your best way and, and just, and sit in that best place for you. It's really good. Um, just as we wrap up here, tell our audience how they can find out, uh, more about you and, uh, kick house. Yeah, you can find Kickhouse online at thekickhouse.com. Um, our Instagram is Kickhouse. Uh, you can find me at on LinkedIn. I post most frequently on LinkedIn at Jessica Yarmy, or you can find me on Instagram at Jessica Yarmy. And I would love to connect with anybody. So definitely reach out and I'm happy to answer any other questions. I think as early entrepreneurs, we need to stick together and um, and be a a community of support um, and also a celebration. So if you need any support or if you want me to celebrate some small wins with you, I'm happy to do so. That sounds good. Well, Jessica, it's been great having you on the podcast today. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. It was great chatting with you, Brian. I'm Brian Sumway and this is the Fit for Success podcast.